Okay, I'm Stephanie here with Jawbreaker, and I am sitting with the artist Pixel Terror up on a very chilly patio in LA. What's up, Pixel Terror? What's going on, baby? So we are doing this right before your show at the Reptile Room tonight. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I'm 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 not I'm not nervous. I'm definitely uh, it's the first LA show that I've had in a minute, and um, Reptile Room in particular is put together by a bunch of friends of mine. So it's it's kind of like more of a more of a culture move. Um, and they asked if I wanted to headline, so I just figured you know I'd add the stop to my tour. Um, it's definitely like. Not to not to toot my own horn or thing. It's a it's a smaller venue than I played before in L.A. in a minute, at least for like an announced headline show. But um, but the vibes are great. I'm kind of doing more of like a boiler room type of set. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. And what was the biggest venue you've played in L.A.? Uh, the Palladium. Wow. Yeah. Yes, that is a pretty big deal. When was that? Uh, that was twenty. I think it was like right before the pandemic. I want to say 2019. We were not direct support. We were support for Gammer. Um, and yeah, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty fucking lit show. And then I've I've played I've played Exchange as well. Um, so currently just trying to get back on those bigger circuits. At least in Los Angeles, sometimes it just like players out here won't. We'll we'll do some of those like every two three years sometimes. So okay. It depends on, like it depends on like, your uh, clout. Is that what it is? I, I mean, I would I would say yeah. I would say like you know you probably play more. You probably play more. You know, Insomniac runs a lot of like the EDM stuff. Right. So, you know, and you know, for me right now, like. I don't want to answer too many questions before you get to them, but no, no, but. please. That's the kind of the best part is like it's just a conversation that flows. And you just did Beyond Wonderland, right? Speaking of um, Insomniac, I did. Uh, I did. Technically, I did Nocturnal. Uh, I was at Beyond. Um, okay, I saw a photo, and I was like, I don't know if you actually played it. I didn't. I wasn't on the lineup for Beyond. No, okay. I was just. I was just there. Um, I can cut that part out even. No, no, okay. that's whatever's whatever's clever. I don't, I don't be totally unfiltered uh, as far as I'm concerned. I know. That's why I'm like, it's just a conversation. I feel like that's the best way to, because like some interviews are just so structured that even as a listener, I'm like, I just want to hear people talk. Yeah. Like, just yeah. tell us who you are, what you're about, be yourself. Yeah. Tell us about your sound though, for people who are unfamiliar with you, because you blend a lot of genres. So how would you describe Pixel Terror? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the best way to, to kind of go describe it is to, to give you a little bit of history, you know, we, uh, the project used to be a duo and we, you know, we incorporated a lot of like pop and rock and like, we always just, we always wanted our sets to be fun and just like engaging and like bring more people to like dubstep and like particularly bass music that we liked that was just more like more refreshing and, and more approachable. Uh, I guess is the best way to put it, um, because I just I don't know I, I love electronic music. I grew up listening to screamo and metal and like, you know, all kind like I mean all, all that was on my playlist was like fucking Papa Roach, Atreyu, uh, Bullet for My Valentine. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I killed the prom queen. Like you know, I, and and a lot of it too was like 
I've been working out since I was like, you know, 15 and, and also like playing sports and stuff. So like that was always just like my hype music. You yeah. Know? And and then like I got to college and then electronic music just kind of like sort of took over. But at the time it was like it was a lot of house stuff. And then eventually evolved into like more of like this the Skrillex pendulum kind of stuff. I think a, a lot of people obviously were, you know, sort of attracted to um, and and brought them into more of like the bass bubble. And obviously, you you can see where it has has gone today. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of just like for me now after after my partner and I parted ways. Um, just, just due to creative differences, due, due to like, you know, wanting to do different things artistically. Uh, I've always just seen myself more as a solo artist and, and I, I don't, I, f I feel like there's not, I mean, you know, like Rufus du Soul is kind of like, it's a live thing. Yeah. And they, you know, they do exactly what I would want to do, but I just want to make it more like hardcore. And like, I think there's more artists that are that are definitely going in that direction. I th a lot of things have come full circle for me in terms of just like, A, a just kind of like getting back into, I mean, a, a, obviously I've, as everyone knows, like, you know, punk and like a lot of alternative and stuff, our bands are coming back and and that's fucking cool. Like we just, we live in the, such a simulation where just like I know. Blink 182 just played Coachella. It's like, what the fuck? Never thought I'd see the day and I'm so happy I did. Right, so it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I guess when it comes to that, anything is possible. I'm curious to, I'm curious to wonder, like, where my brain will be in, like, two or three years and, like, what, what, what I feel like my next sort of evolution will be. But for right now, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm singing and writing and, and I, I've just, I've always been a writer. So, like, I've, I've, I'm incorporating a lot more of, like, that and, um, and just wanting to, you know, ultimately like getting bored of just DJing like I was like sure. you know, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like there's only so much you can do for so long like I've been touring for like almost six years and ready to evolve it yeah so um yeah so like will you have punk elements in your stuff then that you're writing and singing yeah it's like very yeah it's very it's very punk and metalcore um you know I would say like definitely vocally inspired by like Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco, and then, you know, incorporating more scream, scream elements like Day to Remember and uh, a Bullet for My Valentine, like I said. Um, but make it electronic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just, just, I, I feel like there's been a lot of people who have, who have like, there's some, there's some good artists who like Phase One blends it really well. Um, I feel like there's in the past there's just been people who have tried to do it and they haven't really it just it was too forced and so my goal is to to make it sound like actually appealing to you know people who are actually in the rock scene as well as people in the electronic scene because i mean that's that's like that's my truth you know like i'm speaking my truth in terms of like what i what i like and what i think is actually cool and like if it's done right i think you know anyone anyone could have could could appreciate and get on board with it and and like, hopefully, you know, like that will create more opportunities than just, you know, DJing in the EDM circuit or something like hopefully it'll it'll lead to like, you know, obviously like Coachella or Bonnaroo or like, 
you know, stuff that's a little more like open ended and and more live, live oriented. I could see that, like becoming its own thing, and that's yeah. for people listening who are not familiar. The kind of community we're in and the house here which Bentley lives in, is known as hyperpunk. Yes. <laughs> and so I feel like that's the genre that you guys created. And it makes sense because you and, uh, for again, for people listening, the other interviews I've done now with, like, Tommy the Villain, with authors, with Noah Cunane, it's, like, all this new-ish genre of what you said, punk and electronic. And yeah, it works. I mean, a lot of, a lot of like... Hyperpunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, really, too, like rock stuff is getting is getting produced on a computer you know so it's like it's changed now yeah a lot of a lot of stuff is just like it's 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 incorporating more and more like you know there's just so many things that you can do and you know i mean like for me i was just like man i want to be able to get out of the computer more you know and out into the real world and yeah yeah. play it and exactly and but on the flip side it's also just like you know like you can make stuff i mean so much stuff sounds better with just huge 808s and like that's how we kind of looked at it. it was like dang like there's dope artists like jaris johnson and like some of these guys that are blending like the trap metal sound with like with like you know some of the new wave stuff and how do we take like our knowledge of like electronic music and blend that even more and make it even more like interesting and and, and dope and um so like i'm kind of looking at my shit as like Outside of a DJ set, I'm looking at my stuff as like, how would a performer do this, but also kind of seamlessly bring it all together like a DJ set. So it's kind of like a little bit more, a little bit more of a, of a seamless, you know, journey, if you will. But, but you're doing full songs. You're like, you know, you're you're talking shit with your band members and like, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Is there? A particular fest that would be like a dream of yours like once you've reached that level where you're like not just djing but doing everything you want to that you were just talking about um i don't know there's still some festivals that i that i haven't been to i've i i, I bonnaroo comes to my mind because i feel like that's kind of like you know a little bit of like almost the new Woodstock in a sense. Like there's just so many, there's so many bands and there's so many electronic artists that are, you know, when you, when you reach that Bonnaroo Coachella level, I think that's like when, you know, when you, when you made it essentially. Yeah. Those Um, those are the big ones for sure. Yeah. And they, they they have a lot of crossover stuff too. Like I'd love to see more festivals that are specifically like rock electronic crossover. And I think, I think we're getting there. We're definitely on the way. Like, uh, What's it called? The one that's in Texas. That was uh, that's pretty new. So what music fest? Yeah. So what? So what? Kind of like is is on the cusp of like getting there, you know, with bands like Hundred Gex and like yeah, stuff like, and Pierce the Veil, like at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think you know people people see see it coming. I think it's just it's doors are still opening and and um, you know I think it's just the right people i I don't it it could could, we could very well be past the point where people are just like the old heads are like i don't think so keeping and like being weird about it and shit but like i don't get that vibe i feel like it's still just taking off yeah just being formed and what it's going to be like what emo was back in the day for us and it was like is this going to be a thing isn't it of course it was and now 20 years later it's like re-merging coming back so i feel like this is another one of those where 
who knows if it's going to be a thing, but like I can see it. Yeah. I can see it forming more and more because so much of our generation, especially even myself, like I love the crossover of pop punk and electronic. It's just two of my favorite genres. And if they're put together the right way, yeah. it just kind of tickles your brain. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned listening to that while working out. And I was just telling you before this interview, I listened to your music working out. I'm like, yes, like hyper punk music. That's what the world needs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, me, me, just to, just to run that back. If Mike didn't explain, you know, in full, like basically, basically, you know, we, we coined the, the term because of hyper pop, which obviously I think is just like pop music. That's a lot more like, you know, a lot more intricately produced and like, and just kind of nuanced. And so, um, so we wanted to, we wanted to just give it a, give it a name. And so we, we called the place hyper punk, hyper punk estate because you know, I mean, obviously, I think you get it, but yeah, um, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, it fits the genre. It fits you guys as people. It just and it's such a welcoming community. Yeah. I think is one of the biggest things I've realized, like anyone who wants to be a part of this as a fan, as like trying out your own type of music within this genre. It's just so like, come on in and show us what you've got. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, I, you know, I mean, I hope I hope that that's just one one stepping stone in into the next of like fucking uh, like future metal or whatever whatever people want to call it you know it's just like i, I feel like you know I, I just i hope i have you know a, a cool place and being a pioneer for for bringing it all together and you know seeing seeing what what comes from it all you know you heard it here first hyper punk the genre yeah. the genre is being established i feel like it is i swear like even just six months from now i can tell someone on the street's gonna be like oh blah 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 have you heard this new genre hyper punk and i'm gonna be like oh my god it's catching on yeah. is there anything you would like to leave the fans with in terms of upcoming project shows or anything else they should know about pixel terror you're actually uh, gearing up to do some Asia shows later in the summer. Um, I don't have anything confirmed, but we're talking with Vietnam, Japan, a few other, a few other places, maybe Thailand, uh, and then hopefully, if all things go well, you know, my agent, my agent just needs a few. Like basically, kind of the way it works is like my agent for Europe also works with agents in Australia, so like. If he knows that I already have some demand in Asia, then he can put me on some shows in Europe and then possibly Australia. So hopefully just be able to do like a little bit of a world tour um, uh, later this summer. I'm for sure 100% going to Vietnam no matter what. So we're just trying to like line everything up right now. Um, so stay tuned for those dates. I'm sure that I'll have some more US dates later this year too, probably towards the fall. I've got merch dropping soon, um, new merch that I'm very stoked about. And uh, I have two releases um, that are both in June and they're a little bit more of like the older sound. Uh, all the new stuff that I've been developing, I'll start rolling out after June. Um, I don't have any specific release dates yet, but I'm dropping like a bunch of free like like I got a Suicide Boys remix and like Panic of the Disco cover and like stuff to kind of showcase the direction that I'm going before we get some official label releases. Yeah. Um, so those will be fun, and I'm stoked on I'm stoked on uh, I'm stoked on yeah the the rest of the year and and kind of like the then 
opening the door to the to the new era. Well, cheers to that. And thank you for sitting down and talking with me. And to everyone, I'm going to drop his information below wherever you're seeing this, whether it's the podcast or Instagram, so you can follow him and find out how to enter for the show on June 3rd. Follow his tour, any upcoming information, the merch and the new songs coming out. And thank you for sitting down and talking with me today. Of course. Thank you so much, Jawbreaker. And, um, sorry. We'll catch you at Reptile Room. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>